Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. My hand's up by the way. Yep, okay. So, this is my second best friend. Okay, this is my phone. Our phone's clever these days, you know. One time we had a sat-nav, and uh, now it's got sat-nav built in. You are on the fastest route. You should reach your destination by 11.52. That's to home, by the way. Great. Wonderful. Fastest route. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I rely on my sat-nav all the time now. Even sometimes locally, I rely on it, because there's always shorter ways to get, get places. And I remember it was a few years ago. We were um, going to a, a wedding. This was a few years ago. This was before the days of proper sat-navs. They were around, but you know, I was still printing out multi-maps and stuff on the internet and uh, trying to navigate. And I thought to Liam, we, we got, got in the car um, and we got to our, almost to our destination. And I thought, you know, I'll tell you what, let's have, we've, got an, we've got about half an hour. Should we just go and have a coffee somewhere? And she, she's full of wisdom. She says, well, no, let's actually find the church first. Let's find the church before we have a coffee. You know, half an hour to go. Okay, so um, suddenly I got lost. The map had taken us so far, and then you, you assume everything's going to be fine. And if you haven't got a good sense of, of, of navigation anyway, like myself, we were driving literally for about 32 minutes. And literally, we, we saw the bride, the bride party standing at the door of the church, and we thought, no! Your worst nightmare. You feel the stress. Your heart is bumping. You've got to get in there before the bride marches through. So we ma- actually managed to get. Oh, sorry, you know. And we got through there, sat in our seat, and then stood up again because then the bride came in literally about a couple of minutes after us, and it was stressful, stressful. Another stressful time was, you know, um, you're using SatNav now, and you've got your route calculated, and you know that you're going to get to a place probably just a few minutes to spare, maybe ten minutes to spare, and you think. It's quite, especially if it's a long journey. I've got to get there. And you, you, you think, oh, this is, this is going to be touch and go. This happened to us um, a couple of years ago. And then we're driving along, and the, the sat-nav says, um, there is a faster route. And it's a moment of truth decision. It's a fast... <laughs> be quiet, Google. Um, it's because there's, there's a faster route. Do you want to accept it or decline? So I thought, no, I know where I'm going on this route. I'm just going to follow what I'm doing. So I declined the faster route option. Little did I know that ahead there was traffic jams and road closures. And what that meant is we were then going to be, end up being half an hour late. And it was so stressful in the car. I mean, at one point, when Leanne goes quiet, you know, <laughs> it's a serious time. And I'm just trying to keep it light in the car, you know. But in that, deep down, I'm going, oh, no. And what, what the, the sat-navs do now, like if, you, if you say accept the fastest route, it can recalculate, it can predict the traffic predictions if you've got your data switched on. It's amazing stuff. Aren't they clever stuff, these phones? Absolutely clever. And, um, and that's about sort of five years old now, that phone. But clever stuff. But sat-navs help us on the journeys of life. But we've all been in situations, I'm sure, where we've started somewhere. We thought we were going to end up somewhere but we've either got lost or end up somewhere completely different, yeah? But even in our stages of life and what we do in life, we can be the same. So maybe, I don't know, we're, we're single and we're looking for a, 
marriage partner and maybe have these ideas of, of who that's going to be. I've said this before, I've said again, for me, me and Leanne, Leanne dreamt of someone marrying someone that was taller than her, dark hair, and didn't wear glasses. <laughs> maybe we're, we're married here today in, in, in situations and perhaps we hit a rocky st step, rocky part of our relationship, and we never thought it was going to be rocky. We, we've had times when it's been really good and the honeymoon period's well and truly over, but it's a rocky step. And we think, well, I never thought we're going to end up at this point. Maybe for some of it's make or break. How are we going to, what am I meant to do? I never thought I'd end up here when I started out back here. Maybe in your work situation, you're at work and the job you started, it was great, you loved it, it was the dream job on paper. And now a year, two years into it, you're thinking, I hate this job. I'm lost, I don't like this job, I want another job, help me. Maybe just in life, you might feel a sense of being lost. Maybe a few years ago, it was a great time now, a few years have moved on, and you're thinking, what's life all about? Or, you know, the great thing is, God's word has got some amazing things to teach us about, about life and about navigating through life. And I just want to leave this simple thought with us all today. And this simple thought is this. Let Jesus guide and he will provide. Let Jesus guide and he will provide. If you like, if you let Jesus become your sat-nav, much better than Google, because he can know the future. Let Jesus guide and he will provide. And I'm not going to talk for very much longer, but there's got a few verses in the Bible which I just want to unpack for us this morning. Whether we're a Christian here today or a person of, of no faith or a different faith, we believe that the Bible's got some answers that can help us in our life. So I'm reading this morning from Psalm 37, the first eight verses. And this is a psalm written by King David. King David was a, a king in the, in the Old Testament many years ago. And he wrote, wrote many of the psalms. The psalms, if you like, are short chapters full of, um, which were songs. And he wrote this, this song. I can't sing it to you today. I don't know the tune. And neither would you oh, inflict that on you today. But Psalm 37, a wonderful psalm, and it will, the words will come up on the screen for you. Do not fret. Whoever frets, whoever gets anxious. Yeah, I'm sure if we're honest, we all at times get anxious, maybe about the future or maybe our current situation. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. They shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. What are you talking about there, David? David's saying sometimes in our life, when we hit situations and life seems to be not going so well for us, we can look at other people, can't we? We think, well, they don't even follow Jesus. or they, seems, Things seem to be going well for them and not for me. And David's saying, reminding us, well, don't fret about that because God's got it all sorted. God's got it all under control. And he says these amazing verses in verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And David is writing this from experience. He's saying trust. Trust. Trust in God. Trust in God that he's got everything under control. Even when you feel your, your life's in turmoil or our lives are fretful or anxious, trust in God and do good. 
thing, trusting in God, is, is not a passive thing. It's about doing our lives, doing the best with our lives, but still trusting God. Dwelling in the land, feeding on his faithfulness. And in verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And we read that verse and we think, okay, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So God, here's my plans, here's what I want to do, I'm going to commit it to you, I'm going to trust you. Actually, it doesn't mean that. In the Hebrew, it actually means, commit means to roll off onto God. Roll off onto God's plans, onto God's purposes for our lives. And as we, as we roll off of our desires and roll off onto God and commit our way to God, he will bring it to pass. Why? Because there's a God that loves every single one of us. There's a God that is so faithful, loves you absolutely more than you love yourself because he formed you, he knows you, he knows your future, he knows your situation and he can transform your life. Roll off from your ways and roll onto his ways. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. And I've just got three things for us this morning. Just thinking about the fact that let Jesus guide and he will provide. He's the best sat now. He's better than Google or any of the other apps we might use. What can we learn from this passage? Number three Ds, decide, dwell, and delight. First one, decide. Maybe there's people hearing my voice today in this room or on podcasts, and you've never yet decided, like our candidates today, to follow Jesus. Maybe you've got questions and thoughts. Maybe you heard about the name of Jesus. Maybe you think he was a good teacher that lived over 2,000 years ago. But who is he to you today? Countless millions of people have committed their lives to following Jesus. I wouldn't be here today if God hadn't transformed my life. If, and my, I, my testimony, my story of faith, it was like, it's very similar to Kate's. When I heard Kate's story, I thought, no, that's great. I can, I can really relate to that. And maybe you can relate to different people's stories that you've heard today of the three people. My story was very much, you know, I was brought up in a Christian home. I knew about the Bible. I knew about Jesus. I made a decision to follow Jesus as a young age. But... When I went to university, I didn't go to church. I lost sight of my faith and had the party lifestyle, if you like. But I knew deep down there was a hole in my life, just like we heard in Kate's. And I knew there came a decision point in my life where I had to decide, am I going to follow Jesus? Am I going to put my whole lot in or not? I'm not going to play at it. I'm either going to follow Jesus. I'm not going to be perfect. No one of, none of us are. are but am I going to follow Jesus or I'm not? And it came a wrestling point. I decided one night, resting in a caravan, myself by myself, I thought, God, I'm going to put my trust in you. And that night just changed my life. I went to a conference the next day. There was someone preaching the gospel. I can't remember what they were talking about, the good news that how we can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And everything changed. And it was like the whole light was switched on. I could see for myself that there was a God who loved me. And I'll say this morning, Church, there's a God that loves you. There's a God that's got your address, your satnav address. He loves you passionately and wants a relationship with you. He won't ever force himself on you or on us, 
but it's always through invitation. Lord, I'm not perfect. Would you forgive my things that I do wrong? I commit to following you. And if you like, as some of the disciples said, help my unbelief. And God will come into our lives and literally transform our lives. Will you decide today to follow Jesus? The second E, if you like, is to dwell. The psalmist writes, David's right, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. When we come to a point of faith in, in Jesus Christ, we live out our lives. And we're not exempt from difficult times, uh, hard times, sad times. We're just humans like the rest of, of the world living out our life. The only difference is we live our lives out with God on our side. With God on our side. So that means whatever situation you are facing, God is on your side. He doesn't promise to take away the situations. He promises to navigate you through those difficult, challenging times. So when the times come and times of someone in your life just suddenly dies and you weren't expecting it. You go through a a sickness or or ill health or a a difficulty in your marriage or your life's just not working out at the moment. That job situation I spoke to about earlier, a bit mundane. Well, God will guide you through that into his plans and purposes for your life. Isn't that amazing? But what we need to do? We need to ask him, God, (laughs) guide me. Guide me. Then trust in him and he will provide for you. He'll provide that job situation. He'll provide um, that sort of a, a way through that situation that you can't see through. Maybe the marriage that's on the rocks. God, how am I going to get through this? God knows. God knows. Because God loves you. You need to trust in God. And I don't let that be a flippant thing. I'll just trust in God. Because we know the difficulties of life. But as we trust through God. God works it out. I said this last week, I said it again. Leanne lost her father um, at the beginning um, of last year, a year ago now. And we didn't see that coming. We just thought we'd, uh, they'd just moved from Wensbury into Coventry, a mile and a half from our house. And we were entering a season where we thought, great, they'll be near, the, near us, near the children. It's going to be a great season. And as they were selling their house, he was diagnosed with, with cancer. And we did not see that coming. And through a, a, a short fight with cancer, he, he lost his, 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 his fight. But the amazing news was, in that process, although it was difficult for the wider family, and for him, and for him, he gave his life to Christ. And he had an encounter in that hospital bed, which we even hear it remind ourselves about now and, 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 and cry about, because it's, it's a wonderful way he just gave his life to Christ. Not because he had to, but something genuine happened to him. So we're not exempt from the difficulties of life, but we dwell in the land. We keep living. We keep living with God on our side, helping us to navigate through the difficulties of of life. And that can be your story if you turn to Jesus, even today. And my last D is, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, I believe that God has formed us, God has shaped our lives. And David was a, a worship leader. He was a musician. He loved to worship God. As a young boy on the mountains, as a young shepherd boy, he used to uh, love to worship God. And he knows all about what it is to delight yourself in God. And there's something that's very powerful when, even in the tif- difficult times of life, when we delight ourselves in, lo- in God, God, amazing things can happen. How do we delight ourselves? We'll say, God, 
I thank you. Thank him for the things that we have. We teach our children around the meal table. Come on, let's be appreciate the food we've got on the table. Because we've got food on the table and changing our back pockets. We're part of the wealthiest population on planet Earth. And we take that for granted. So we can be thankful to God. But thankful to God also for in the difficulties of life. God, I'm going through this, but I thank you that I can still trust you. And something happens when we trust in God. We put our trust in God maybe for the first time or as a, as a seasoned Christian in maturity. That the weight can lift from our lives. The anxiety can lift from our lives. Because suddenly a peace of God can fill our lives that we never knew before. Because we've made a decision to put our trust in God. And to delight ourselves in the Lord. And David then goes on to say, and he shall give us the desires of our hearts. Does he mean he's going to give me that, that new um, Mercedes Benz that I've wanted all my life? In our hearts, there's desires that are, uh, that are sometimes yet to be unlocked. And maybe even today, you've been thinking recently about some desires in your heart. You're thinking, do you know what? I'd love to have a go at that. Well, as we delight ourselves in God, he would unlock those desires. If you've got a passion for something, he would love to, love to unlock that. He can open up doorways with his help to enter into those, those passions. I'm not talking about passions of selfish passions. I'm talking about passions of, of just being who God has created you to be. Amazing passions. Passions that could be a work situation. I'd love to have a go at that. Well, God can open up doors in your life as we seek him, delight ourselves in him, and put him first. So, very simply, that's the end of my message this morning. Let Jesus guide and he will provide. But we've got three things to do. We need to decide to follow Jesus. We need to dwell on the land. That means live our life, but with God on our side, involving him in every day. And thirdly, to delight ourselves in the Lord. And he will give you and me the desires of our heart. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. Let's pray. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.